welcome everybody to the Coaches and Mouth. Coach Jeff Williams here, along with the Mouth Brent Bender, along with uh, Coach Bray Cook. Our BSN guest today is Kyle Sutherland from Scorebook Live. Kyle, let's get into 6A real quick. Let's just jump right in. And uh, PA, Greenwood, last year uh, in the finals, this 6A, the last two years has become probably – Arguably, maybe one of the most competitive leagues in, in the state. No doubt. And you look at PA, what was it? Coming into last year, they've won six of the last seven 5A yeah. state championships. Then beat Green. You know, they had a great matchup against Greenwood in week nine. And Greenwood came out on top of that game. And then PA got them uh, in, the, in the state championship. But, yeah, really the 6A has been for really the last couple. Like, you know, PA got that last year in their first season. And then El Dorado snuck up and got it in 21. I say snuck up because I don't think people were calling that before mm -hmm. the season. But, yeah, I mean, Greenwood has just been really the like certainly one of the top dogs up there. Benton, uh, a couple of years ago, what was it, back-to-back -back yeah. state, state finals appearances. So I think those right there, and, of course, Little Rock Christian always in the mix. 6A West, you know, obviously, you know, being at Solomon Springs, just the toughness of, of that conference. But – Starting off, just, you know, teams right off the top of my head, I would definitely – you certainly have to put PA and Greenwood there. They're not only are they the defending state finalists, but just, and again, in the mix every single year. But I really like what, what Brad Harris has at Benton. Uh, you know, they do lose a couple offensive linemen, but they've got, I think, three coming back. You've got Braylon Russell at running back, some great receivers, and then you've got two good options at quarterback. So, you know, Coach Harris always has them in the mix. I mean, they were a semifinalist last year, took Greenwood to the wire. But I think certainly with Greenwood, PA, Benton, you just really you can't go wrong with those. Well, let's start in the 6A West. You know, obviously, you know, Greenwood, PA, they're both in there. You talk about Greenwood, PA, Little Rock Christian, you know, Russellville, uh, Lake Hamilton. Russellville is a team that's – they're always going to play you tough, and yes. you're going to know about it. Dave Withers done a great job over there. Yeah. We're going to have Dave on here too is, man, they've got – their team's a lot tougher than yeah. they used to be. I mean, they're physically in, in tough. Anthony Lucas, Eric Cohue, any team, any coach that I talk to, yeah. they'll, talk, they'll tell you that that's a team that they don't. Kind of like in 7A, mm -hmm. you don't – well, used to be in 7A now, so you don't want to play a John Fogelman team yes. regardless of what the talent or lack of talent might be. That's kind of the same way with Dave Wheeler. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let, let's let's start there, and let's, let's bring on Coach Young here from Greenwood, you know, state runner-up. Let's talk to him. Let's get right into it. Expectations at Greenwood are always high and probably as high this year as ever before because you had a very young team last year, got them all the way to the state finals, lost a tough game against PA. You had a great run, won the conference last year in the in the 6A West. You got a great quarterback coming back, obviously, you know, highly talented couple of great receivers that were you played as ninth graders and 10th graders and you know now they're getting older talk to me about your team uh i know you feel real good about your your football team but talk to us a little bit about offense defense and special teams just your overall look and where you see the season going and and how your team's gonna be well you hit it you know uh, we were real young last year. I think we had nine seniors ended up and we've got 32 this year. So we played a lot of kids, uh, that probably weren't ready to play last year. Luckily they developed throughout the year and, uh, we're excited about the group we got coming back and defensively. I think we got nine starters back and then we've got 11 kids that played throughout the year. 
Uh, our defense coordinator, Jason Gill, is as good as there is in the business. And, uh, you know, with that much talent returning, it gives us a chance to be pretty good defensively. And, uh, you know, in this league, you're only as good as you are defensively. And and so we're excited about that group. We got all three safeties back. Got a corner that's going to be a three-year starter, Landon Nelms. Uh, got three D linemen back and then got two linebackers back. So a lot of experience returning, a lot of guys that played Friday night, important minutes. And, uh, you know, we're still a little bit small up front, but probably more athletic than we've been in a while. Uh, we got some guys that can run, and that's going to help on defense side of the ball. Offensively, a uh, really talented group of wide receivers. We got two kids back that had over 1,000 yards receiving last year, Grant Carnes and L.J. Robbins. Uh, Grant had 17 touchdowns as a sophomore. Uh, L.J. started two consecutive state championship games. Uh, and then Peyton Preston broke his collarbone week nine, or he'd have had 1,000 yards and uh, he's back as well. And then we've got some more young guys behind them that we, we think have a chance to be pretty special. Offensive line, we got three starters back, a three-year starter at center, Ryan Shortis. Uh, and then we feel good about the guys competing for those other two spots. We've got a little bit of depth on the offensive line, got great size. Uh, running back is probably, uh, we got to develop some depth there. Really excited about Braden Davis. Uh, will be a senior running back. He can run. Uh, catch the ball out of the backfield well. We don't have to change personnel with him, so we're excited about that. He can play receiver or running back. And then you'll see some of those receivers at times line up in the backfield. And then quarterback's the scary part. You know, we got two talented sophomores. I don't think I've ever coached on a team where, where the only quarterbacks we had were both sophomores. So that's a little scary, but luckily those guys are talented. Uh, you know, Kane Archer, we moved him up last year because we knew uh, he had the potential to be be a starter for us this year and wanted to give him that experience. And uh, he's had a great summer, you know, very, very athletic, uh, understands the game really well, but he's still a sophomore. And uh, he's still going to go through some growing pains. And then Cooper Goodwin right behind him is going to be a heck of a football player, you know, whether it's a quarterback here one day or whether we move him to wide receiver or safety. Uh, but overall, just a ton of experience coming back. You know, I've got the best group of assistant coaches there are, and and I kind of sit back and let those guys do their thing. So when you combine talent, which we have, and, and good assistant coaches, it gives you a chance to be competitive. Well, and, and you do have a great staff, uh, no doubt. And a lot of them been there a long time and understand, you know, people understand about Greenwood is the expectations, but you know, just how it runs. And, and, and it's it's different than a lot of places in the state, just how it runs and the expectations and, you know, expected to be coached hard and and, and, and produce and, and play hard. Let's get into the 6A West. It's it's almost the SEC, man. I, I, I tell you what, and, and, and it's funny how 6A football has changed where a lot of times back, you know, you look – Seven, eight years ago, it was kind of looked at as a basketball league, real top-heavy, bottom half wasn't very good, and then all the realignment. My gosh, it's week in, week out. You get two two non-conference games. There's no wiggle room. And, uh, you know, you got PA, you got Little Rock Christian's going to have a, a, a great team. Lake Hamilton's, you know, won state championships. Dave does a great job over at, at, at Russellville. Mountain Home went in and won a playoff game. You know, I feel Brandon feels like his team at Salem Springs is going to be better. You know, a lot of new staff guys there feels good about it. Talk to him. Talk to me the outlay and how 
you go about preparing for the six A West, and how do you see it shaking out? Yeah. You have, if you, well, have, you remember when you were at Southside playing great football teams is fun, and you've been a part of that. I know for a long time. Uh, we enjoy it. You know, we like playing those football teams. We like a challenge every week. And uh, as tough as it was last year, it's going to be tougher this year. I think the, from top to bottom, you know, I think seven of the eight teams are going to be better than they probably were last year. PA lost a lot of kids, and they're going to be young, uh, but they're still PA. They still got an unbelievable running back. They got a great quarterback, played three games for them last year, got a wide receiver. Uh, and then those guys don't get enough credit for the coaching job they do. They do a great job coaching, putting their kids in position to be successful. So you got to start with PA. Uh, Little Rock Christian, they wore us out last year. And uh, we went down there week 10 and played with their place. Uh, that quarterback is as talented of a high school football player as I've seen. I've coached 24 years now. He can run. I don't think we touched him two hands. Uh, he can throw it. They've got great skill players around him, you know. Uh, you don't really know who you're going to who's going to show up because they're going to have some good players down there. And uh, they got running backs, receivers, linemen. And, uh, you know, I think those two teams uh, outside of Greenwood are, are probably the top of the league. But then, like you said, Lake Hamilton, what they do offensively, uh, very well coached and defensively, they're always solid. They're going to be right there. Russellville is much improved. Uh, Van Buren's got some good athletes. I think Siloam is going to be better. They had a young quarterback last year that I really liked uh, that's going to be back, and, and he'll play a lot better. So, you know, our league from top to bottom is just – it's fun. It's fun to play those teams, and if you don't get ready to play, you're going to get your tail beat. Well, and it gets you prepared for the playoffs. That that That's that's the part, I think, and you, you nailed that, is, you know, and you've been in those situations where – you know, really, there's one or two teams in the league, and and you just it, and you get in the playoffs. It, it now you're ready. I mean, it's full. You you understand. You've played the best of the best. Let's hit overall state wise. You know, last year in the the six A West pretty much dominated the East in the playoffs. You know, I, you know, Mountain Home goes over to Marion, beats them. Uh, you know, Russellville beats West Memphis, and you know. And talking to those guys on that side of the state, it was a really young league. You know, obviously you got Catholic in there. John Fogelman's as good a football coach as there is in the state of Arkansas. I think Robert West Memphis is going to be much improved. Saw them. You've seen them a little bit at, at team. Saw them at team camp at, at Northside. They've got some really talented players, and I agree with you. Do a great job. You can tell just the way he was interacting with his kids. The discipline uh, is there. The talent is there. Uh, they're a scary football team. They're a team you don't want to run into in the playoffs. Yeah, and but you know, and Zach over at Cersei, you know, he does a good job. They're going to score points. And uh, Marion's talented, Sylvan Hills. Just talked to Chris Hill from from El Dorado, and he's got a young football team. But they're always in the mix, and that's a long drive down there if you got to go to the playoffs. And uh, just you know, you're you're at the you're at the top. Let's just let's just be honest. I mean, you're you're. If in everybody's poll, you're one or two, and 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 you're you're going to be there, and I firmly, you know, believe that you guys got a shot to be there in Little Rock. Y'all been there the last three years. You understand how to get there. Y'all understand how to win it. Uh, just overall landscape, the East is going to be better. The West is a tough conference. Where's the Bulldogs fit in? Oh, you know, I, I think you're right. The expectations here are, are uh, to be there at War Memorial. And, you know, 
we're not satisfied with that. I think that's the thing that kind of keeps us going. We've lost the last two years by touchdown and and uh, had opportunities to win those ball games. And if we coached better or made a better play here or there, you know, it could have turned out differently. But uh, we're excited about it. We don't cross over with those guys in the East as much, so I don't see them this time of year. You know, obviously we will once season starts with everybody getting everybody's film, but there's some talented football players on that side of the state, some great football coaches. You know, you mentioned uh, Zach Clark and and Chris Hill now at El Dorado. He'll get that thing going with with the way he does his offseason and strength training. I mean, they, those guys will be as good as anybody. Marion is just keep rising to the top. Uh, so it, it'll be fun, and, and uh, it'll be really, really competitive. Well, uh, there's there's no doubt, and, I, you know, you're going to be – right there in the mix and, and looking forward, I get to watch, I believe week three or four, we'll, I get to watch you guys live and y'all are always fun to watch. And well, coach, we'll get you off here. Appreciate you taking time. Hey, good luck to you. We're going to have you on. You're going to, I got a great feeling you'll be in some of the top 10 games of the week this year, this year. So we'll have you on during the year. Hey, good luck to you. And, uh, Hey, just keep doing what you've been doing. All right, Coach. Appreciate you. See you, buddy. They're very disappointing last year losing state championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's – I don't even like bringing it up around him, but it's, it's – they – he feels like – he feels like they were young last year, and they right. were. And he feels like they're on the verge. I mean, yeah. when a coach comes up to you and says, hey, I think we're going to be pretty good, they're used to pretty good. Well, 2021, that might have been – and I, I say it's this – kind of lightly because this is only going into his fourth year but coach young has been a part of a lot of state championship teams a lot of state finalist teams you know he was on that staff i mean gosh he's been at greenwood i think this is going to be his 24th year so almost a quarter of a century but he's never not been to a state finals as a head coach that is the standard mm -hmm. at greenwood no question about it but you've got kane archer a appears to be a generational type talent uh, has a chance to be possibly the most recruited player out of Arkansas since Mitch Mustaine, maybe even more than him, but also too the, the youngsters that he's talking about Grant Carnes and some of those receivers, but Cody Taylor might, he, he might end up being the best lineman since a guy named Bray cook recruited out of here. So wow. I mean, but in all seriousness, yeah. Cody Taylor, uh, he's already got P5 offers. He was the only – I think the ADG had him on their All-State team as well. He was the only freshman on one of our three All-State teams. And, and I thought so highly of him, I think I put him on first. I mean, that's how good he was. He was killing people. And I, I, sh I shouldn't say that. He was he was dominating people in Class 6 against that competition that they play. And they played Stillwater. I mean, they – talking about loading up a schedule, yeah. that's what they do. And so, I mean, you're playing against this kind of competition – and there's also a couple – uh, there's a few names that are slipping my memory, but there's also a couple other young offensive linemen in that mix too. But, um, I mean, that's just one since, you know, PA and Greenwood, those two teams especially since and they match, They match up week nine. Greenwood's yeah. got to go to PA. Yeah. And so, then that's that's a difficult place. But I, I got to go there last year the first time ever. I've, I've never been there. Of course, I've seen it from afar. Yeah. And so I always get the game. Well, bar, barring some kind of emergency, I think that that's probably where the buzz will be. We we, we debated on driving all the way to Greenwood. Yeah. That would have been our furthest trip by far. But I was talking to RJ about it. And I said, man, you know, we're going to have to leave at lunch. We're not going to be back till probably 1, 2 in the morning. You know, as great as it's going to be, let's, I, think, I think we ended up doing – I think we ended up doing Camden Fairview and Hot Springs, but uh, which was a great game in its own right. But, I mean, that's, that's just going to be one that, you know, there wasn't a lot of standing room yeah. up there. That was at Smith Robinson Stadium. 
up there, but there's not going to be much. I've been to, a, I've played in a lot of games at PA, and I've covered a lot of games there. There's probably not going to be even a standing spot. Oh, there'll be people standing on no top of the indoor. No doubt. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. Let's stay in the 6A West here is, you know, Lake Hamilton's there. Sure, always. Uh, got a good quarterback. You know, Tommy does a great job. They're going to be very physical. We talked about uh, Dave Wheeler's team. We're going to bring Dave on here, here in just a little bit, how he's improved that program. You know, I even think Coach Craig at Siloam will have a better football team. Uh, Mountain Home, you really look at that league, and last year they go over there and just dominate. Hey, Mountain Home's got it. I'll tell you yes, what, sir. that Steve Airy might be the most underrated coach in Arkansas. Does a great he, job. He, he has won three playoff games with Mountain Home, and, and they always get the draw of playing Greenwood, it seems, or PA, you yep. know, in the second round. But they have three playoff wins in his tenure there, and that's not supposed to happen, you know, when you look at how they – Fair sometimes in the regular season. Yeah, well, we went. I saw them week nine last year or week eight, and uh, you know they were struggling. Yeah. I mean they were struggling yeah. big time. They get in the playoffs and go over to Marion, and I watched that game and just they beat the snot out, dominated yeah. them. I mean Marion didn't want any part of it. Or yeah, they were ready for basketball season or whatever, but yeah. just really dominated those guys, and and he does an outstanding job. With, but the West kind of dominated. Let's yeah. jump over to the East. And, you know, we've got to start with Little Rock Catholic. You know, sure. you mentioned John Fogelman. Uh, what a great football coach. I worked with him at El Dorado for a year. Yeah. One of my good friends. And you don't want to play his no. teams. And, no. And he feels like they're going to be pretty good. Again. Yeah. Well, Fogelman and I, I mean, I wouldn't say we're like best friends or anything, but we do talk because he's a, he's a world – World, World War II guy. I'm a World oh, War yeah. II guy and a football guy, so we have a lot of the same interest. And I'll, I'll get at, get at him for, you know, book recommendations and stuff like that. But I would say Carlisle and Catholic were by far the two, the state's two best turnaround teams mm-hmm. and in, in terms of all classifications last year. and But that's the thing, though. You're not really shocked because that Catholic especially did that. I was I didn't know Sam Sanders was going to be that good at quarterback. Yeah. He was a great. He was an All State safety. Yeah. I didn't know he was going to be that good. Brooks Ward, obviously a great wide receiver, great baseball player. Uh, Dominic Keaton, I really like them at running back. He's small, but he runs so hard. Great wrestler, you know. So I don't I don't really know you know what the quarterback situation as far as like how that's all going to turn out and you know some of the other spots that they have to replace. But what an admirable job. But you talk about Marion. I think they're a sleeping giant. You know, they're going to have one of the better offensive lines in the state. They were all juniors and sophomores last year. But that's the thing, too. They were really banged up last year. Like Jalen Smith, great running back, was hurt a couple of games. Ashton Gray, their quarterback, was hurt. Donnie Cheers, um, I think, ended up – I can't remember if Donnie tore his ACL in football or ended up in basketball, but he was hurt. So, that I I actually talked to – to Zach Tribble, you know, speaking of Tribble, I think Randy Tribble is yeah. going to have a much better year at Greenbrier yes. after yes. a state semifinal run. But Zach was talking to him the other day, and they feel very confident with what they have, assuming that they stay healthy. And that's what it really boils down to. And if they do, then I think that they have a chance to, you know, be up there with the Bentons. And um, I mean, they always do every year. But uh, them and, and West Memphis, you know, uh, man, Robert Hooks, uh, what a, you know, start going from, of course, Grafton Moore to Lanny Dowks, to Billy Elmore, and now what Robert Hooks is doing, you know, after what he had done at Osceola, they took a big step in the right direction last year, and I talked to him for a good bit, probably about 20 minutes last week, and he feels really confident. They, they feel good about wow. their team. So. Let's bring this guy on, Coach Zach Clark at Searcy. Okay. Coach, how was your summer? How's it going? How's fall camp? Hey, uh, 
Yeah, going going pretty well. Uh, seems like the summer gets shorter every year, but uh, you know that's that's part of it. We're excited to. Uh, I always enjoy you know that first week a lot, and then uh, you know the second week when you have your teacher meetings, and I just man, it 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 can beat you down if you let it. But uh, you know here here we are, and, and with that zero week, and now the benefit games pushed up, and that I I think. Uh, you know, more than anything, it's it's so important to have a productive summer and and have good attendance and and uh, and be ready to go early. And you know, that's we did not do a very good job early uh, as as coaches, and and I felt like we started off real slow, uh, slow start to the season, and 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 we're gonna have to come out uh, come out of the gate a lot better this year. Well, and you do because in, in, we just had Chris Young on talking to him a little bit and, and, and Chris Hill also. And, you know, with your conference, you get one non-conference and you don't have much wiggle room. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we play zero week. Uh, we have a bye week one, and then it is nine consecutive conference games. And, you know, it makes – the only benefit is it makes uh, scheduling non-conference pretty easy. You don't, you know, I mean, how many years are you sitting there trying to find a third opponent? You know, you got to play week two or whatever. You know, just it just it's it's a headache. But uh, that's probably the only benefit of a ten-team conference. Well, let's 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 talk about your team. You know, last year you you know you go in the week 10 and beat West Memphis you get in the playoffs with a with a, a pretty young team and and one thing about you, you you find a way to get in you know you look over your career and you know you obviously as offense coordinator at Fayetteville won state championships head coach at Springdale you always find a way to get in and and we've talked you know your league and let's let's before we get into your league let's talk a little bit about your team you feel you got a kind of a younger team, uh, and talk to us a little bit. Let's talk about your defense a little bit and how you feel about your your defense. Because in that league, if you don't play defense, you're going to be in trouble. Right. Well, we uh, you know defensively, to be honest with you, we really struggled last year, and um, we did get better late in the year. Um, but going into this year, we have eight returning starters. Uh, that are that are back, so so we should be uh, we should be a lot better. Now, part of the reason for our slow start was we had our free safety uh, had an ACL injury like the last day of summer practice, and we just you know we shuffled the deck trying to find you know move guys around. I think uh, there were three guys that started the first game on defense that started the last game of the year in the same position. You know, we ended up finding four or five different guys. It just, and we didn't do a great job once, uh, you know, we had that injury, obviously of finding where guys guys fit. Um, but so we returned eight starters and a, and a free safety that would have been a ninth. Uh, so I, I do feel, I mean, right now for really the first time in, in my three years here, the defense is ahead of the offense. And, um, I am excited about the possibility of of what uh, what we could be defensively. Well, let's get into the new line offense. I mean, you, you're you're known throughout the state of Arkansas as a coach that can put up points. You know, quarterback kind of whisper a little bit, and you've you've coached some really good ones too. 
unfortunately, uh, I was part of the uh, Brandon Allen uh, fiasco there for about five or six years. <laughs> those guys were really good, and you, and, you know, Powell and some of those guys, and Jack Lindsay, and you, you, you guys, you you find a way to score points. So talk to me about your your, your offense and and you know up front wise or your your quarterback and skill guys. Well, we uh, you know offensively we're almost brand new, uh, but we do return. Our quarterback, who who's a very athletic kid, I think he threw for about twenty five hundred yards last year and rushed for another seven eight hundred. So, um, you know, he's he's a very athletic kid. It's always nice uh, to return. You know, your I mean, if you're gonna have one returner, you better hope it's your quarterback. And and you know, we like Tyler Strickland. Um, again, he'll he'll play college football somewhere, and then everywhere else, you know, we we are. Um, We'll return two offensive linemen, uh, but we're we're moving our, our right tackle to left tackle. So so we'll basically have four brand new uh, starters, or at least in a in a new position. And so, but I, I do feel like our offensive line potentially uh, we've got some we're, we're going to be okay. Uh, you know, we, we've we've got some young guys that uh, that are coming along. Um, it's just you know I just talked to to Coach English. Um, our offense coordinator who does an outstanding job, you know, when you have that many guys in offense, it, it takes a while to find your identity, to, to, to more or less click on all cylinders. Um, we just need to find something that we're doing that we do well and, uh, that we can hang our hat on early. And so, you know, again, right now we're, we're, uh, you know, we're searching a little bit. Uh, getting better, the defense is, is ahead of the offense. But uh, but I do think, at least as far as our pieces, um, we're going we're gonna to be okay on offense eventually. Well, you, you've always been able to score points, and, and you're going to be able to do that. Let's get into your league. Uh, you know, talking to some guys, talking to you and some other coaches, your league was young last year. Uh, you know, and that's just – it is what it is. I mean, it's, right. it's there. The you know, really took it on the chin in the playoffs. Uh, right. Uh, kind of surprised me in some areas, and 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 but then you get to talking to coaches how young the league is, and the league is going to be really tough. You know, you're looking at Catholic. John Fogelman does a great job there. You know, won the conference last year. Robert Hooks over at West Memphis. Uh, I've seen them. They're they're going to be a lot better. Sylvan Hills has got a new coach, Chris Hills at. El Dorado, we know what he can do. Brad Harris at, at Benton and, and, you know, Green County Tech's in there. They have just kind of got shuffled in there last year. The league is, is extremely tough. Where do you see the, the Cersei Lions in the 6A East? You know, again, I, I don't know uh, exactly where we'll fit. I, I can tell you, we were – I mean, I, I felt like the league was down – last year and, and well obviously it was uh where the the team we had my first year i was like gosh if we could have had them last year you know we would have we would have uh i felt like finished top two or three teams um but then when you look at everybody's roster i mean everybody was young last year and um still talented but yeah all those all those guys marion's another team that is you know they're loaded um 
West Memphis, I mean, they've, they've pretty much had the same lineup for this will be their third year. I mean, he's Butch has played a ton of sophomores a couple of years ago. Uh, I have not seen Sylvan Hills, uh, you know, at a team camp or whatever, but I'll tell you, we saw Sheridan a couple of times and, and they're really good too. They've got a, you know, they've got a new coach. Um, I've seen both West Memphis and Marion uh, and then haven't seen Benton and Catholic, but they're, you know, they, they got put in our league and, and really, you know, well, obviously they were, they were the two best teams last year and, and they're picked one, two again this year. So it's, you know, it's a battle. And with nine conference games, uh, the thing that you've got to do is it, you got to play, uh, you got to play every week where, you know, I don't know much about the, the West side, but, uh, but I can tell you our, our, our league is really deep. Um, even Jacksonville, I saw them uh, a couple times this summer and, and they're much improved. Uh, you know, haven't, haven't seen Green County Tech, but they do a great job coaching and they've got, you know, they've got a really good offensive line. So our kids just have to get used to playing week in and, and, and week out. I mean, you've got to play your best football really for, for nine straight weeks in conference. And, and, you know, that can be a grind, but you can also, you know, it, it's not a grind for everybody. I mean, there's some teams that, you know, the, the best teams figure out, figure out a way and, and just, you know, just get better every week. Well, there's no doubt. Let's go to overall state wise, the landscape. I mean, you, you've been doing this a while and you're, you, you know, you keep up with your kind of a high school football story and also kind of like myself and, and that late, you look at over here in the West, you know, Greenwood, PA, Little Rock Christian, those ones come out. And you have Lake Hamilton, they've won state champs. Dave's doing a great job at, at, at Russellville Mountain Home, won a playoff game last year. Brandon feels like his team's going to be better. Van Buren, that bunch. Where do, and then you get into your league, where do, where do you fit? And, you know, you obviously get in. But where do you fit overall in the state? I mean, where, where do you see – if you had a crystal ball and you were right. sitting here, I mean, where, how's this whole thing going to play out? I mean, I – you know, I I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a fun part of, of preseason predictions. Uh, you know, obviously, I mean, you got to – you got to go, you know, until somebody knocks off Greenwood and PA, you know, you got to put them up there somewhere. Uh, and then as, as far as, you know, where they – where we fit, I don't know. We've got to get through the conference. I do think, again, our, our conference is a lot better this year, at least at least going in. And and I felt like really we played Lake Hamilton in the playoffs last year. And you can tell just watching them on on. I mean, you remember the days of you know the old, the original five A, and then it was the seven A West, where you're just battle tested. And you know when I was at Fable, you get in the playoffs and, and you play some central teams that were really talented or, or East that were, you know, they were really talented teams, but there's just a toughness that you build up when, when, you, when you play physical uh, week in and week out and, and Lake Hamilton just, I mean, physically, they, they put it to us. They were just a, and you could tell they were just battle tested. You know, we had a, had a great summer in the weight room or great off season. And, and until we get to that level, 
you know, we're going to kind of stay right, right where we're at. But I do feel like we have, we have the team that, uh, it's a piece that we really could surprise some people, you know, if things fall our way early. Well, in, I think you nailed it. I mean, everybody's battle tested. I think what that's going to, I think the six, a playoff this year is going to be really interesting because your league, obviously in the East is, you know, they've been through it now that they're not babies anymore. They're older. And with that experience and then, you know, the West. And I think if, you know, if you're, if you're, you're a high school football fan, you need to, in, in November, you need to go find a six, a game somewhere because it's going to be great football. Right. And I, I think it speaks to when, whenever you have, you know, my first year here, um, El Dorado won the state championship as, as a two seed. Um, Jonesboro won the league and, um, you know, El Dorado was, was, I'm pretty sure they were two. They went it last year. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but PA was a two seed coming out of the West and they went it. But I think, it, you know, as long as it, it's not just all chalk in the playoffs, uh, you know, I, I mean, that speaks to, uh, to kind of the balance of, uh, you know, when you have two or three seeds winning it, uh, you know, like the old South Side, I think you're the only football guy to take a five seed to the uh, finals. Uh, great five seed, rolled right <laughs> in. But I mean, it, you know, it's you don't see that a lot in football. I mean, usually it's the it's the one seed rolling right, you know, right through and one versus one in the finals, and and it hasn't been that way, uh, you know, the the last couple of years. So there's. You know, there's probably four or five, maybe even six teams that have a chance to win it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Well, Coach, we'll get you off here. Hey, we know you're going to be part of the, some of the top ten games of the week, and we're going to have you on during the, during the year. And, and hey, you know, always checking your score and, and uh, we appreciate what you do, and, and good luck to you this season. Well, hey, appreciate it. Thank you, guys, and thank you guys for doing uh, for doing what you're doing. I love getting the, the weekly – podcast or 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 youtube or whatever that's that's one of the highlights of my week well we appreciate it. we're having a lot of fun doing it see you zach see you guys zach they, I tell you, they again back to the shirt and shorts thing they had a really good performance at the sonic air raid in cersei the other day well and zach's always gonna be able to score points Absolutely. I mean, he's gonna get core yeah. he's one of the best offensive guys there is in the state yeah. and and you know obviously with the interview but talking to him off there he feels like the 6A East was real young last year. It was. feels like it's going to be very, very, very competitive. Let's head down south to your neck of the woods a little bit. Let's bring him on. New head coach, and we'll talk about him and his transition here in a little bit. Coach Chris Hill from El Dorado. Coach, boy, I tell you what, you, you've landed in a great place. I, I worked there for eight years. What I think it's one of the best football towns in the state of Arkansas. Tell me just real briefly about you getting in there and what do you see and what have you learned so far at your time at El Dorado? Well, I think you're right. You know, I think, uh, man, there's getting to be fewer and fewer less football towns in Arkansas. I think, and, and nationwide, I think it's just, a, uh, just the way the everything's going. But, uh, man, when you start talking about football towns, I think you definitely have to throw El Dorado in there. And, you know, Coach, as, as a coach, you, you, there's just a couple things you want. You want a place where football's important. You got a place where uh, you got a chance to win, and where uh, the great it's great support. And you know, I mean, El Dorado checks all the boxes to me. I mean, you got we got great facilities, 
uh, you know, the winning tradition here, uh, the importance in the community. So, man, I just I just feel very fortunate and very blessed to uh, be wearing the purple. Well, and, and that's a, it's a great place, and and they've you know great tradition there. You know, they love football. Let's get into about your team, and this is a kind of funny side story for you. Is of course, you know, I got former players that live there, and, and you get hired, and and I had a kid. I got a, a kid. He's a grown man now. Calls me, goes. Coach, why we bring this wishbone guy in? And I started laughing so hard. I, I go, look, man, you have no idea about this guy. I said, he, that's his background is he's going to throw it. He's was throwing all over the field. But one thing that shows that you're a great coach is you'll do whatever it takes to win football games. And, uh, and, and talk to us about coming in about your team. I, I know you got a young team, but talk to us about, you know, how, Spring ball went your summer, and 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 what do you see the future of this team going to be this year? Okay, well I, I appreciate the compliments. You know, as a lot of people when I interviewed down here, coach, you you're a flex bone guy. I'm like, because I was flex bone for two years in high school. <laughs> you know, we we were spread. You know, we played y'all, and you know, we yeah, we field and throwing it, and I uh, started looking down at our kids. And I'm like, we don't have the same type of kids, uh, and I always been intrigued by the flex bone, so. Went to that for two years, then, you know, three years at Harding. But, uh, you know, my, my roots are in the spread with Coach Peacock. You know, yes. you know y'all did some battles and, uh, you know, and I think he's a great – I think he's one of the best coaches ever come through Arkansas. And I uh, love the man. But, uh, you know, my background is in spread. But, you know, sometimes – and I think what you just mentioned, I think part of coaching, a big part is, is making your scheme fit your personnel. You know, you can have a great schemes uh, on paper, but if you just have the kids that can't do it, uh, th- those schemes are not very good. So, you know, we, we'll be more of a, we'll be in spread here, but you know, coach, you know, like I, you know, like I do, you know, you hear the term spread. That's, that's a hundred different variations, yes. you know, of, 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 of spread, but uh, you know, we're, we're going to be a run first football team. Uh, I think we got to be, I think really with the exception, exception of a couple of teams, I think, you know, you got people to win big, you got, you got to establish a run on any level and you got to be able to stop the run on any level. So, you know, that's, that's going to be our priority, number one, is we're, we're going to run the football. But, you know, talking about our team, uh, I officially started March 1st, was able to get through off offseason, uh, some offseason with them. Uh, and, of course, spring ball. Uh, spring ball went good. But we got into the summer. And, you know, when you, when you go in and take over a new program, you know, you, you don't really know, you know, kind of have to evaluate the first – it takes two or three months to evaluate and see what – you know, here, here's here's the areas I need to prioritize and uh, to, to, to get – our program established the way we want it. And that's, that's certainly not uh, any slide on the, on, on previous. It's just different, you know, it's just different staff, uh, different, different philosophy. So uh, able to do that, you know, our summer program, you know, you always worried, I always worried as a coach. I think we think of things to worry about and uh, you know, as how our kids going to respond during the summer, what are they going to do during the summer? But, you know, coach, we had 93%. We required to get a minimum of 20 workouts. We, we didn't get out of school till second week of June. So we, we required them to get four workouts a week for five weeks. You know, and that's that's every week besides a dead period. Uh, and we had 93% of our kids got their workouts in. We've got a few uh, that well, I think we got five that did not get their workouts in. Uh, you know, those are mainly sophomores who really hadn't, you know, a lot of different a sophomore and a senior or even a junior. So, you know, they'll figure it out. But, uh, you know, our kids have done everything we ask them to do. Our, our group of seniors, I think we have like 18 seniors, but, 
every one of those guys had their workouts in before the before the makeup period came. So, you know, they did a great job of leading their football team. And and you know what as I do, you got to have great senior leadership. You, you know, leadership, you know, I don't care if it's a if it's a family, a church, a business, a team, you got to have good leadership up front. And and I think our seniors done a great job of doing that uh for us this summer. But you know, then getting get to fall camp, uh, you know, you 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 start looking at, and then, you know, we start looking at, at personnel and players. I tell our coaches every every day, you know, got us constantly evaluate. Have we got have we got the guys in the best position they could be in to be successful? You know, can if this guy's a backup here to a really good player, can he fit in somewhere else and get him on the f- f- football field? So we got to do that. But you know, like you said, my look at our offense, and, and uh, you know, coach, we may start six sophomores on offense and. Uh, you know, that's that's tough. That's tough on the sophomores. That's tough on the football team, especially playing 6A football. But at the same time, I don't think these six sophomores are your normal sophomores. I think they got a chance to be really good football players. And, you know, we know they're going to be some growing pains going through it. But uh, I love those, you know, love love our team, you know, our work ethic. Uh, you know, we, we've really focused on encouraging each other, being a great teammate, being accountable. And our guys have really, have really done a, a good job. Well, it, in let's go to your league a little bit, which you're very familiar with. I mean, you were at Sylvan Hills. You played in the league. You know, you got Little Rock Catholic, John Fogelman. I've coached a co- good friend of mine, former coach at El Dorado, assistant coach there. You know, does a great job at Catholic. You know, Brad does a great job at Benton. You got, you know, Zach Clark at Searcy. You know, Robert Hooks at West Memphis is going to have a great football team this year. That league, and, and this is looking at last year, the league was so young and didn't have a great playoff showing. But this year it looks like now your team's young, but some of those older, the other teams are, are a lot older. Talk to me where you fit in the league and talk to me a little bit about the, the 6A East. Well, you know, I, th- I think the 6A East, I think I don't think it's credit for being as good as, good as it is. You know, if you look back to the playoffs several years, we've had team in the finals, semifinals, and you know. So I think, uh, you know, I don't, I know the West is is top loaded. Uh, you know, of course, with PA, Christian, Greenwood, you know, that we understand that. But you know, I think the East uh, is probably better than a lot of people realize. But I think what two teams you just mentioned, you know, I think if you start looking at, at rankings, I think you got to have Benton Catholic one, two, and you could flip a coin on that. I don't think it makes much difference. They both have a lot of kids back. Uh, and like I said, Coach Fogelman, I coached him against him when I was at Ashdown. He was at Malvern. Uh, always does a good job. You know, I always enjoyed visiting with him. Uh, top, top-notch guy. Class, class guy. So, I think he told those two teams, uh, if you got a bit at the top. But I'm telling you, Coach, after that, I think he could put them in a – put names in a hat and draw them out. And I think he could fall out a lot of different ways. You know, uh, guys with me at at, at, at Wynn and, and at, at – uh, there at Silver Hills last year, Tyler Turner's taking the job at, at Sheridan, and they've, you know, they've improved drastically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think they were seven and two at, at I know it's seven on seven, but you know, uh, winning's winning, and you want to practice winning. Uh, I know they're going to be better. Uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you look at you look at Cersei, like I said, with Coach Clark. I mean, West Memphis, Marion. You know, uh, there there's some there's some good football teams. There's some good football teams, and I think any Friday night, uh, like I said, I think you could I think you could flip a coin. Uh, and you know, you, you never know a team, a young team, or a team gets a little confidence early in the season. They then they go, they got a chance to push. You know, they got a chance to push Catholic or push or push Benton. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a very interesting year, and it's going to be fun Friday night checking scores. Well, I, I do. I think you hit on something. You know, from top to bottom, 
could be the toughest league in the state. I mean, you, you, you talk about the West is a l- little bit, you know, it is top heavy a little bit, but in the, in, there's some other good teams in the West, obviously, but yeah. the East, I mean, you just nailed it, you know, from top to bottom. Anything could happen any night. Let's look at the landscape. Let's go overall 6A. Uh, you know, PA won it last year, obviously, just bumping up. And, and you know, Chris Young feels like they're, you know, they're right there in the mix in the West. And then, uh, you know, Little Rock Christian's got a great quarterback. We've, we've talked about your league. Where do you think the Wildcats fit overall state-wise? No, you're young, but y'all got that tradition and uh, and in that part of it. Where, where, where do you see you guys? I mean, it's early, but just if you see a crystal ball, where do you see you guys overall and state a little bit? Well, you're right. You know, it's just, uh, man, it's, and it's so hard, uh, you know, with a young team. You know, we, we have one guy on our offense that scored a touchdown last year on a Friday night. So we're very young. That that's, that doesn't mean we're not we don't have some talent. Uh, it just means we're young. We got young talent. Uh, you know we're you know uh, so you know it's hard to tell with young kids and kids that are inexperienced. You know we you know in the in the previous you know when we had a uh, eight team you know you had your three non conference games to to kind of polish and 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 fix and move people around and you know man we play we you know we play first game it's it's right in the conference so every game after that is it's huge. Uh, you know, for for rankings and and, and places and, and conferences, but you know, it, Jeff, it's just hard to say because you know you, you got a young team and did, can we have some success early and build confidence and, and get that ball rolling, uh, or do you do you struggle and and then you you know we struggle with with self confidence and and uh, you know then of course injuries are are huge, but you know to be realistic, I think you know I think middle, you know, right now going is what we got. I think. Uh, you know, with so many guys unproven, uh, you know, I think middle middle of the pack there. Uh, but if we can do some things early and get a little confidence, we can protect the football. Uh, you know, we'll be no huddle. We're going to control the clock. We want to, uh, you know, we played when I was at Van Buren. We played Coach Peacock the year I think they won it, or yeah, you know, they won it and or played y'all in the finals in '06. I think it was. Yep. And you know they were really good on offense. I mean, we got we got the ball. We we snapped the ball with two seconds every time. They ran like eight plays the first half, and just frustrated their offense because you know when you do that, when you hold the ball, uh, the other offense gets antsy. The coordinators they want to start taking shots and, and kind of get out of their game plan. So, you know, we're, we're going to try to control the football and doing that, keep our defense on the sideline and uh, let those guys get fresh. But uh, you know, we're doing that just to try to try to control the clock. Uh, like I said, and just eat eat up time, and uh, you know there'll be times where we'll go fast, but you know that's certainly not uh, that's not our plan going in. But you know, and you got to you know how does how does the communication work? Can our can our quarterback get everything communicated to our offensive line, to our receivers? You know, with a new guy, with with young guys, you know, probably going to be probably a good chance going to be a sophomore or, or a junior there at, at quarterback with not a lot of experience. But uh, like I said, that, that don't mean that they're not talented, but. It's, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's a coin toss uh, to me with as young a team we have. If we can go out and play well against Camden, you know, Camden's a really good football yeah, team. Then it's got, got a good team. And then we got, you know, they're all five offensive linemen. We got offered the day by UAM. You know, then we got Marion coming in town. We know how athletic and how loaded they are, and Coach does a great job over there. So, you know, if we can get a little confidence earlier, or, you know, and play well early and, and just see, okay, guys, we fix this, this, uh, we, we've got a chance to be a really good football team. Because I think – I think by mid-season, by the time things get settled in, I, I do think we got a chance to be a pretty good team. 
Well, and, and and I think you will. I mean, you do a great job. You, you know, you look at your history. You, you've been successful wherever you've been, and you've built programs. And I, I think you're a perfect fit at El Dorado. Well, Coach, I'm going to get you off here. We're going to have you on. I, I got a great feeling that the Camden-Fairview-El Dorado game will be one of our top ten games of the week, and we'll have you and Nick on and talk about that. But you know, I'm going to leave it with this is, and you nailed it. In 6A, you play one non-conference game, and then you're in the conference. There's not much wiggle room at all. And then in the West, they play two non-conference games, and they're in it. And so you lose one or two early, you're, you're fighting it just because there's so many teams in there. Yeah, that is, that's correct. So, you know, it's just – uh, and I don't know. I don't know what's the best scenario of, of, of the way the, the setup is, but I know what it is. That's the way we're going to play it. And you know, uh, we don't have to be real good uh, August eighteenth against North Little Rock in a scrimmage. We need to be really, really good September first against Kevin and Fairview if, if we're going to have a chance. No doubt. Well, Coach, good luck to you. We're pulling for you, and, and uh, you know, the Wildcats are dear to my heart. And I'm, I'll I check your score every every quarter, every Friday night. And good luck to you guys. And and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Coach, I appreciate it. Go Thank Cats. You. you listen to Coach Hill going to Elroy. Elroy has great tradition. Sure. I, I coached down there eight years, one of the best football towns in the state of Arkansas. And then we'll, we'll hit Brent a little bit on this. Chris Hill's going to come in. Everybody, I had a couple of players. Coach, we're bring this flexbone guy in. Yeah. And people don't realize that, you know, he has a huge spread background. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think just word on the street, I have – you know, I believe that, that, that uh, you know, they're throwing around a little bit. You've got the inside down there in Union County, Mouth. Talk to us about the Wildcats. Um, everybody I've talked, first of all, let me say, Eldorado has all got a special place in my heart. My dad was the uh, coach there uh, five years, 74 to 78, and then athletic director for two years. Um, let me tell you what, they – they hit the home run with hiring Chris Hill as the coach at El, at El Dorado High School. Um, I believe that uh, this, if you're going, according to all the people I hear that I talk to around El Dorado, this is uh, this is the year to get them if you're going to get them because their 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 junior high uh, squads are are almost back to the point of being loaded like they were when uh, Coach Reed won his five state championships, state championships there. And uh, Chris Hill is, Chris Hill's a proven winner. That's all you Absolutely. need to know. That's all you need to know. And he's going to, he's going to win at Eldorado and he's going to win big. He'll win the state championship there. I do believe. Whoa, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> uh, you're you're, you're spitting state championships out. I'm just going ahead and, Laying it down. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's yeah. gonna love that. He'll love it. Well, the last two state or the last two coaches there have won a state yes. championship, so no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure at all. But, and Chris Hill's a great, great football yeah. coach. You know, I look at this, and I, I think it could go either way. Anyway, you know, we didn't even bring up Little Rock Christian much, but six A man, yeah. week in, week out, and there's gonna be some great uh, matchups. Yes, and I want to say this on my. The travels to watching uh, when I, when I went to Northside and watched uh, Southside, Northside, all that bunch, Russellville, West Memphis. You've been West, on big on West. West Memphis, Memphis was there. Yeah, they got some stuff. They look. 
hey, their their first twenty two are the first twenty two you won't come on off the bus when they're coming to play somebody. I just want to tell you. Well, and they drive all the way to team camp at Northside. Yeah, probably for a reason. Yeah, and, they, and so and there were a lot of people that left there impressed. Yeah, with the, with what Coach Hooks is building there at West Memphis. Yeah. he's had some for, for for West Memphis. He's had some. Uh, very tough years. Yeah, he's had, but I really think they're going to. Well, he really can't. You know, Coach Elmore talked about it. I mean, it yeah. was that that COVID year was yeah. just it was tough oh. for him. Man, that that was one of those that you just. I mean, you got to give everybody a mulligan, and it's like talking about Benton. You know, they were coming off of two straight st- uh, state finals appearances, and they had to drop out of the play. Most yeah. of the yeah. dropouts were teams that knew they were probably going to get clubs. Me, me and, and Bray went through that year together. Uh, that, that, yes, that, we did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we missed we missed four or five games of yeah. COVID. I mm-hmm. remember you called. Well, there were some teams that played like four or five total. I, I think that's yeah. right. I think we might play five. I don't even know, but but uh, that that was a tough year. Let's do this and, and let's wrap up the six day and then jump into seven day. You know, Greenwood, PA. You know, they're obviously in the mix, but there's some other teams. You get some injury. I mean, there's some. There's a lot of teams that have a chance to get there. I, I really want to see. What is this year four for Steve Airy? I want to go back to them and see because look, Mountain Home has surprised people in the playoffs. Yeah. What can they do? And that's what he he told me last summer. You know, pretty much like the biggest thing is just continuing to get kids out of the hallways and yeah. the field. And you know, there's a lot of coaches that deal with that, of course. And um, but I mean, he's not a Missouri Hall of Famer for for no reason. And you know, again, just what he Mountain Home doesn't have a lot of. I mean, what, what they were on like a 23 game win streak or mm-hmm. losing streak or mm-hmm. something like that when he came in. So just the way that he's turned it around, it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're getting to the playoffs. We're getting a win. Now what can we do to get a better seating to where you don't match up with like a PA or a Greenwood in that second round top? I mean, you have to play him at some point eventually, yeah. but it's just a brutal draw. And it's like, okay, you upset Sylvan Hills. You upset Pine Bluff or whatever the case may be. And then it's like, oh, well, here comes Greenwood. Here comes PA. It's just, you know. Yeah, and so, I mean, things. the coaching change. Sylvan Hills got a new coach. And, and so. And they're, just, they're going from the flex bone to the yeah, spread. Yeah, so. and. We'll see how all that trend. Six A is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's jump over to seven A. Yeah. First thing steps that, that really comes to mind in seven A is the coaching changes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it started. You know, Coach Keith Fimple and uh, you know starting off there at Conway and and you know Randy Coleman mm-hmm. getting out at, at, at Jonesboro and then the shocking news of all was, boom, Buck James going to Conway yeah. and then the ripple ripple effect is. Quad going back to Bryant, Coach George, who I think is going to do a great job at Jonesboro, yeah. gets hired at Jonesboro. And you look around, I talked to our good buddy Scott Reed. I go, my gosh, you're the longest tenured guy at one school. And he's been there, what, four or five years. And uh, let's start with the 7A Central because it has dominated yeah. the last, you know, five or six years, and uh, especially, or more than that, probably about seven Let's start off with there, and I think we all got even yeah. though they got a new coach. And I'm going to ask you something, and this is something people don't see or understand. Quad gets the job, comes back. You know, Buck lost both coordinators, you know, yeah. and, and, and Quad was one of them, but he's yeah. back. So that's Kirk Bach went to AD. Kirk Bach goes to AD. Those, I don't care what kind of players you are, that's still some dynamics, and they've got good football coaches there that were on that staff and I think you know they're gonna be fine but but those little dynamics and changes you know everybody always look as the head coach but those coordinators you start changing offensive line coaches you those things that makes mm-hmm. a huge difference. Yeah. 
I think you got to start with Brian. Talk to us about Brian, how old they are. Well, it all starts with Brian every single year. And, you know, this is like I ruffled a couple of feathers because in our final rankings for SB Live, you know, obviously you had Brian at number one. But I put Bentonville, even though Bentonville made the finals, I put them at number four. And the reason why I did that is because they, and again, I don't mean this in any disrespectful, but they just, that particular night, they did not belong on the same It was field. a bad matchup. It, it was. It it's just, just was a bad, bad matchup. matchup. And so, but you look at Cabin. They went, I covered that game. They went down to the wire with Bryant. Conway, Conway, they struggled with, with Bryant. I mean, they turned the ball over seven times in the first game, but they did beat Bentonville. So that's, that was the reason. I mean, I definitely think that the Central, like you said, I mean, really, like it was after Central, Little Rock Central won those two state titles back-to-back in 03 and 04. From 05 to, what was it, 17, mm-hmm. it was in Northwest Arkansas, yeah. no question. Um, and, and people are going to think, I'm because I'm from Central Arkansas, but I just call it as I see it. It's just been pretty much Central. I mean, when you look at Cabot, Conway, and Bryant. And so it is Bryant up there at the top. But I'm really interested to see what Scott Reed does again because he lost so much from 21. And you're like, what are they going to do in 22? Well, they're right on the verge of a state championship yeah. appearance, and he's losing some guys from that team. But again, like 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 Mal said here, you know, he's not a multi-time state champion no. for nothing. Oh, oh Scotty Reed can yeah. don't 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 sleep on Scotty Reed. I can tell you that in the in, in, in <laughs> quick. Let's talk about Conway. Well, and I talked to Buck a good bit. Did a. 30, 40 minute interview with them the week after they won their most recent state championship. And, you know, I, I really compare this situation. I think I've mentioned this to you, Jeff. I compare the situation a lot to uh, Barry Lunny from Southside to going to Bentonville. You know, he won four state championships there, not in a row like Buck won five, but it just really kind of comes to a point where it's just you won a different challenge. And, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to, you know, speculate what I mean, Buck's kind of told us, you know, in interviews with you guys and multiple other media that kind of some of his reasons for doing that. But, I mean, it, it Conway truly is. I mean, it's a, it's one of the best jobs in the state. Yep. And, it's a, and just kind of like I say, his situation was similar to Barry Lunny's. This is a similar situation with what he took over at Bryant because Bryant under Paul Cowley, was a playoff contender. They were they're a really good team, but they just couldn't get over that hump and get to the state championship game. Buck did it and did it with authority, you know. Yeah. So, and that's kind of where Conway is. Three straight semifinal appearances. Haven't won a state title since the 1960s. Now that town is going to. I mean, I think that they're probably if, if he wins a state championship in Conway, he's probably going to get two statues, one for each side of the city. Yeah, and that I mean, that's just how much they won. I mean, they've won. They're obviously a elite girls program, basketball program. Won a state championship in basketball recently, or uh, and, and baseball in last year in 22. So, you know, they've they got a pretty good softball team, got a good boy. James Bates just got yeah. inducted into the Hall of Fame. Great coach. Yeah, I mean, so they've, they've done it in every other sport. It's just got them. And they've had a consistent football team, just not a championship one. Well, and, and, and Keith Temple did a good job. Absolutely. You know, just get, yes. you know it's, yeah. it's right there. And, and let's do this. You brought up Cabot. Let's bring him on, the, the great Scott Reed. Coach, glad to have you on. Uh, man, what uh, – Changes are going on in your conference, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Talk, talk to us about your team last year. You get to the semifinals, kind of beat up against Bentonville, played a great game, and, and you know, it is what it is. Played Bryant to the, you know, right to the wire in the regular season last year. You, you've, you've, you've done a phenomenal job there. Talk to us about your team. You're a big, physical, strong team last year, which Cabot usually is. What are we looking like this year? 
Well, probably not quite as big, but same MO, hard, hard nosed, tough kids, play hard. Um, you can count on them to compete every Friday. That's impressive. We just finished Saturday morning our first pad practice. Uh, it was extremely competitive. We did a lot of individual drill style, type stuff, but uh, that's just that's just our culture and our kids here. Um, that, that, when I got here, I think one of the first meetings I had with the staff uh, that we got through, and I said, is there anything I need to know? And they said, doesn't matter what, Coach. They're going to fight every Friday. They're going to go at it. They're competitive. You're going to enjoy coaching them. And, and that's been – that's what I found. Last year's group surprised us. Uh, so, had an outstanding year. Uh, you look back, you'd like to get one more. But um, be honest with you, Bentonville did a great job of executing in two minutes after we got the lead late. Uh, just is a great high school football game. And uh, no complaints. Last year was awesome. Well, phenomenal year for you guys. You know, you beat Conway, you know, week five, and, and which was a huge game. And, and for, I mean, that, that rival there is just something else. And I, I got to saw that from afar was we, we did a, you know, good Lord, 20 years ago did a, a you know, a preseason game was when I was at El Dorado and Southside and Conway Cabin right. with those guys. I mean, that that's a huge rival, and and yeah. uh, what what a, what a great atmosphere! All right, let's get into what we really want to talk about about your league, and uh, we've been talking about it on the show. Kyle's here, and, and uh, you know Bray, and all of us, and all over state. You know Buck going to Conway, and then you know Who? Quad, Buck Buck James going to Conway, and then Quad going. Who? <laughs> yeah. You don't know that guy. There's been a little change. Yeah. There's been a few changes. There's been a little change in our league. It has. Uh, how, how does that all work out? And what we've been talking on here is, and I've mentioned it, you know, over at Cabot, has been real quiet. And I like those quiet yeah. teams in the offseason. And uh, I know you've had to replace some defensive staff guys, you know, that have gone into administration and do whatever. Talk to, you know, in Southwest, you know, I've talked to Coach Patton. He feels like, you know, he's really got a great bunch too. And, and uh, you know, Bryant, in, in that league has dominated the last, you know, eight years pretty much in, in 7A and in, and uh, a lot with Bryant but others. But talk to how competitive that league, how physical that league is, and, and what do you see in the 7A Central? And now we're the two older, uh, or we, we've been at our place the longest. Uh, when I got here, I remember when I was at El Dorado and Daryl was at Fayetteville, and he said, man, you need to get up here in the 7A West every night. It's an awesome league to coach in. I mean, every night's, you know, every Friday's a huge battle. Well, now, you know, now uh, the Central's gotten that way too. So uh, it, you have to play well every Friday. When I got here, the first, I guess, first couple of years, it was it was Bryant and Conway and North Little Rock, and we were, we we couldn't get over that hump. Last year, um, we played really well against Conway. May have caught them the right week, um, and then at the end of the year, we North Little Rock was just a little down last week. Last year, they they were still good a good football team, but we were playing really well at the end of the year. So we took a big step there. But I look at this year, 
I think Northside's, you know, Felix is in his second year. I think they'll be better. I know Daryl's a lot better. He the the buzz around our our league and around Central Arkansas is is about Southwest. And then I don't see any drop off for for Conway and Bryant. And I think Clint will do a good job at North Little Rock. And I don't want to leave anyone out. I know Central's under change, but I I see that their kids are working. Um, we're same thing with Jonesboro. Yeah, uh, they're they're they're. They were in 7A for the first time last year. They're talented. I know uh, I've played against Jonesboro for a long time. Uh, it's kind of like Daryl used to say about the 7A West, there are no weeks off. Yeah. And our kids understand that. We we embrace it. That's uh, We want to play in that league. Well, it's it, – I think that league's real top-heavy. I mean, I, but, you know – just you hit some things. Jonesboro getting, you know, the second year in the 7A. You know, you talk about Southwest. You know, I think, you know, the, the kid that went to Central is going to do a great job. I've watched him coach as an assistant coach, and they're going to do a good job. All right, let's go here. And I've talked to some 7A West guys. We've had them on here. You know, I asked them, are they kind of cutting their eyes with all the changes down there? This is a time they could kind of sneak in there. When you see 7A as overall landscape, you're in the mix. I mean, the Cabot Panthers are going to be in the mix. What do you see? You know, I, I, you know, Bentville has, has got a good football team. Rogers is climbing up here. Bentville West. Coach Pratt does a great job. So I think the Southside Mavericks has got a great chance to really be uh, – uh, talk to Coach Dameron. They've got probably the best offensive line in the state and two great backs, quarterback, feel like they can score some points. And then you got your league. Where do you fit? What do you have to do to get there? And one thing about you, you know how to get there and you know how to win it. What do you have to do? Yeah, we we met with our kids at the end of practice today. And it's it's interesting that you uh, you hit on that because the last thing I said to them was there, there are 16 teams in the 7A. And right now, everybody in the 7A, you know, has a chance believes that they belong, has had a good off season. I said, when you look at it, to honestly, it's probably, you know that the Bryants, year in, year out, Conway, Bentonville, Fayetteville, you know, the teams you can count on being there. And I said, there are probably 10 or so, 8 to 10, that realistically think they have a shot to get there. And I, and I told them, I said, we're in, we're in that boat right now, but, but where we are right now isn't going to matter if we don't continue to improve weekly you we you got to get better as the year goes on football is different than other sports where you can you can play basketball year round and you and you can with the right the same equipment you're going to play today is the first day we've been in pads and you've got to make every day count Uh, you've got to build a culture you have to have a group that's really hungry and then it's got to last to to the first weekend in december you got to do a lot right to do that um our strength is we've got a bunch of good kids that are ate up with football. That's that's the strength here in Cabot. We've got kids. We practice two two different JV teams. We've got 150 something kids playing, and they absolutely love it. And that makes that makes it fun for us, and and makes our job as coaches a little e- easier because every day we open the doors, they're there waiting, and uh, it's it's awesome to get to coach in that kind of environment. Uh, and then. 
you know, we hope we're good enough. We, we hope that things go our way and we make the right decisions and make the plays we have to make down the stretch to get there. And, and we're close, but uh, that old James guy's kind of had everybody's number. <laughs> Yeah, he he has for a while. We were joking. I said, you know, he's ran a lot of people out of that league, including myself. I mean, and, 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 and I'm that, just stubborn. Yeah, he, you're gonna bang on it and bang on it till you get get, get his butt. But but y'all y'all got you know a lot of history. You know, when you were at El Ray and he was at Can Fairview, and he's a great coach and and Buck's a great guy. But I tell you what, I'm really looking forward to the seven A. I think it's. It's just going to be interesting, you know. You know, obviously with changes, but you know, Buck went to Conway, but the players stayed over there too. Brian and Quad's a good coach, and you know that's going to be an interesting week. Yes, it will be. It will I would be. like to be playing one of them the week before they play each other. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that that will be interesting. That, that's uh, and it's going to make it great for our. League. Oh, makes I mean, it just. There's so many side stories and whatever. And you're right. We're going to try to sneak in. That's what you do. That's, that's what I always tell him. I said, he stays quiet and he just kind of rolls around down the stretch. And all of a sudden, he, he usually hits the finish line somewhere there. Well, Coach, appreciate you having having you on. We're, you know, we're going to have you on this year, obviously. For, you're going to be with a lot of top ten games of the week because of your team and, and your league, obviously. But appreciate you having on. Good luck to you. You bet. Is Bray in there? Hey, Bray, he's over here. Uh, good luck to Bray, too. Hey, and thank you all for what you're doing. We appreciate the support for high school football in our state. It is, uh, as you know, I know a lot of us, we spend our life doing this. Yeah. And it's an awesome way uh, to do that. You know, it is. And, and, and what you're doing is helpful, no doubt about it. Well, I think it, it gives our audience and people an insight to see what you guys go through and, and kind of, you know, you talked about the side stories and things like that, what what makes it great. And yeah. high, there's nothing better than high school football in Arkansas. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. Cabot is – Scott doesn't say a lot. It's no. always quiet over there. Very much and so. I, I like quiet teams. Yeah. You know, you get some teams are just too noisy, and, and they're quiet – they're going to be in the mix. Yeah. And with all the shuffling around, they've got the consistency. Now, he did have to change some some defensive staff people. The defense coordinator, Painter, still there, but lost yeah. some guys, had to replace them. But they're going to be in the mix. Talk to us about Well, and, and what's so crazy about that is, I mean, I know this is year four, I think, for him there. But, I mean, you had to go from a dead tee that kids have grown up, their, their parents grew up in, and maybe even some of their grandparents – that's all Cabot has ever been known for. I grew up down the road from Cabot, and that's all we've known with Mike Malham. So he go, goes from the spread and everything. So that in itself was to, of course, man, that first team he had, golly. I mean, that that semifinal matchup in 20, I think it was the COVID year, with uh, North Little Rock back mm-hmm. and forth, one of the best games I've ever covered, ever seen. But, I mean, he's – like last year, I'll, I'll be I'll just be straight up honest. I kind of doubted whether not, – not, not that they weren't going to be a good team or anything. I just wasn't sure they were going to be, like, you know, one of the top two teams like they were. But that proved to me, like, okay, do not look – at, look at what this man has done historically, and now he's doing it on, at the biggest – in the biggest classification and the toughest conference, still keeping him up like he is. Well, and, the, you know, they beat they – beat- Really open drives. They beat Conway earlier in the year. Yeah, and, and they, like, they had Ooh. they had Bryant. I'm, I'm not. Gonna oh, say, right. I'm yeah. not going to say they had him on the ropes, but he went for it on fourth down. And and I, I I questioned it. You know, at first I'm like, 
you know what? You know, why are you doing that right there? But then I'm like, you know what? If like with how good they're playing, and it's like, okay, that makes sense. And then again, that's why I'm in the booth, and that's why he's on the sidelines. Well, you, you go in a game <laughs> you know, like that where you're so, a little bit out, man. You got you, you got to go for it. And there wasn't a lot of time in, left in, in that so. part of it. And let's move over to seven a seven a West. Uh, let's bring on Jody Grant, who they've dominated this conference for good gracious the last ten years. <laughs> let's bring him on, Coach Grant. Coach, how's it going? How's your summer been? Well, it's going really good. Our summer's been good. You know, we're in, we've started fall camp on Monday. We're four days in, but we had a good a good summer. Good, you know, our kids had we team camped uh, two or three good times and had two or three seven on sevens. So, uh, had an opportunity to compete against some other teams. But really, we used the month of July to focus on us and and start installing special teams and just kind of uh, you know getting getting prepared for the season. And now we're four days in and it's going smooth so far. Well, I went back and I was doing a little history lesson here on myself, and we were talking about conference championships, talking about seven A West and what all's involved there. If I'm not mistaken, y'all have won the conference or been a share of the conference champion since 2007. Is that correct? Yes, that I mean, is correct. Good lord, because I think like one year, you know, there's been y'all tied for it a couple of times here or there, but. I mean, that's an amazing run. And, and, of course, you know, Coach Lane was there. You've taken over and continued the success they had there. Let's talk this. Let's just talk about 7A West a little bit. Uh, we've, we've talked to Casey Dick. Uh, we've, we've been around and talked to some other people. Looks like your league this year, uh, you know, Southside, I think, is a team you got to watch. I think they got a really good offensive line and some good backs. Uh, of course, Fayetteville's always in the mix. You guys, West. And Rogers is, you know, they've got a lot of good players. They've Chad's done a good job of, of climbing the ladder there. Uh, where do you see you guys, and where do you see the Seven A West shaking out a little bit? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, the thing I love about the Seven A West is uh, every week you're going to see a team that's very, very well coached and very well disciplined. And I think stuff like that is just what prepares you for a playoff run. Um, I, you know. I think that Bentonville Tigers are going to be in the mix like they are every year. Obviously, Fayetteville is is a team that's always going to be in the hunt, and I and you know I've heard good things about them. We saw them a little bit in seven on seven and team camp, and they looked apart. The um, you know, Harbor with a new coach, a new system. Anytime you change coaches, I think that adds a new excitement to the community and the kids and all that. And so I always think you can, you know, expect them to be a lot better. Rogers is a team to me that is on the rise, and this is a class that has had a, a lot of success. And uh, Solomon seven on seven, they were very dominant in all their seven on seven tournaments. Had a chance to see them a little bit in some team camps. That is a team to me that is a seven A West sleeper in a sense of not that people aren't aware of them, but the, they're they're going to be able to they're going to be in every game every Friday night, in my opinion. And then that, that's the same thing with West. West that staff puts together a good a good team each and every year. So I you know. That still, you know, leaves some good ones. Like you said about Southside, um, they've got a very, very talented back uh, behind probably the best offensive line in Class 7A, and they're obviously very coached and do good things. So, yeah, I, you know, my expectations for 7A West are high. Um, you look at uh, what Heritage is doing, you know, they, they've won their first conference game in a long time. I think they won three games. I know that's not the expectations of other programs, but that's a pretty big deal for that for that. You know, school that hadn't won any conference games in a long time. And then there's some excitement at Springdale with a new offensive coordinator and what they're doing. So 
we here's what we need the seven a west to be good we need every week it to be good good teams and and doing good things so i hope that uh, that it's a it's a tough league they'll hope to come out on top but i hope it's a tough league and prepares us all for the playoffs well, and it is a tough league, and you know, for years that was the deal—just get in and coming out of the seven west, and you had a you had a chance to make a run. Let's go statewide here, and we talked to Casey a little bit about this. Is what's the seven a west coach is talking about? You know, Buck James jumping to Conway, Quad coming in to the Bryant, and then Coach George taking his spot at Jonesboro. A uh, lot of changes down there. You know, Cabot stayed pretty quiet, which Co- Coach Reed's always does a great job. Uh, talk to Coach Patton. He feels good about Southwest. Thanks, they're making a jump. Where do y'all fit? And and you've made a run. I mean, y'all got beat last year in the finals by Bryant, and and you you were there before against North Little Rock. Y'all are there. You're playing on Thanksgiving every weekend. What do you got to do to just get over that hump? I mean, you, it's, which is it's funny to say about Bentonville because Lord of Mercy, y'all have won so much, but just to get you know, you get there and, you know, Bryant's, and I'm saying getting over the hump, Bryant, well, nobody's been beating them, so it's not it's not y'all or the rest of the league, it's the rest of the state. What do you see and what y'all got to do to get there and to win it? Well, I'll speak for everybody. We all have to figure out a way to beat Bryant Hornets. That's just the truth. And in 2017, uh, Bryant Hornets came to us in the semifinals and we beat them pretty handily in the, in the semifinals. I think they've lost one game to an in-state opponent since that game so that that's we all got to figure out that formula to beat brian that's not going to be easy i mean they they got some dudes over there they're well coached i don't know that nothing no no disrespect to buck james but quad's a phenomenal guy that's helped be a part of that program i wouldn't see a huge drop off in bryant just due to the coaching change just because it's kind of one of those deals where if quad and that staff just do what they've been doing uh they got a chance now obviously you add buck james to the to the Conway formula, although that Conway had it going on with Fimple anyway. I mean, that thing yeah. is rolling. They got dudes, facilities. There's a lot going on there. Uh, I'm sure Buck will go in there and kind of get some things tweaked, and, and they're going to be a contender. But it, it just comes down to we've got to find a way to beat beat the Bryant Hornets. And uh, it's a, I learned this the hard way last year. That's an easier thing to, to, to do than, than people realize. I mean, that's a harder thing to do than people realize. And uh, but But it's doable. It's just a matter of time. You know, we – we had some success against them in the state championship game for about a quarter, and then that went downhill in a hurry. So, uh, but we're we're working through what you know. We 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 discuss this a lot just in the seven A West is what can we do as a conference to to rise above the central. And and there's some things that we think we're doing that could help. But until we win it again from our conference and specifically for Bentonville, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, it's tough, and like you said, a, a kid with Buck, he, he ran half the coaches out of the seven A Central, and I was including one of them, you know, just because they've been so dominated and in uh, that part of it. Well, well, coach, good luck to you, and uh, hey, we're gonna keep following you, and good luck to this year, and uh, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll see you in December. I hope so. Hey, I appreciate y'all having me on. You can see the hunger in them. Oh. You know, we're sitting there talking about. I thought last year going into the finals. Well, they know they got their butts kicked. They did. And, and I, yeah. you know, but I remember Buck calling me. He was like, hey, what do you think? I said, this is just kind of a bad matchup yeah. for them. And, 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 and that's playoffs. Right. I mean, it doesn't – not you ain't got, you got a bad team. Some teams just match up better. But 
better keep an eye on those guys. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you can't ever discredit. You know, and I think you guys talked about this on here. I think it was this podcast, but just the uh, the consistency with their coaching yes. staff. You know, Jody Grant was under was under Barry Lunny and just, I mean, all well, those guys have been there Tony for so long. Cherico, Tony Cherico. Tony yeah. I mean, yeah. Dave Pollard, all, all those guys, you know, they've been there. And consistency, people don't understand. Is you know you sometimes I think you need a little change, but that's Absolutely. that's been been great yeah. great for great for those guys. Let's do this. Here's a team I think there's two teams in the West I think you got to watch out for, and uh, and I'm gonna hit Brent later on with two of them. Number one, we're gonna bring him on here is Coach Chad Harbison at Rogers. Oh. Coach, hey, how's your summer? Glad you're here. Talk to us a little bit of how your summer's gone and fall camp. Well, summer's been good. I mean. I, you know, as sometimes as a head coach, you kind of have to figure out what's enough and what's too much. And some, you know, so, you know, you always try to reevaluate each year and try to figure out what's best for the, for the group that you got coming. And, but, you know, as, as we wound down summer, it, it, it was a positive for us and our kids got, got their competition days in and did well in those. And, uh, you know, and, you know, we obviously feel like we came into fall camp in pretty good shape. The first week of camp uh, went pretty smooth. We practice. Uh, we've kind of started a deal last year. We put our, our nine through twelve on the field together, and uh, it, it's a, it's an organizational nightmare. But once we kind of get it going and kids understand how to practice and where they're supposed to be, we feel like we got a lot out of last week. So, uh, looking forward to getting week two started in the morning. Well, I tell you, you just made a point. That's a whole different subject. We'll get into later. I'm talking to a lot of coaches and seeing that bringing those ninth graders up to practice with the high school to get those guys where they understand how practice, what pace looks like and, and the organization and, and, and kudos to you and you're a great coach and always do the, going to do the right thing to give your team a chance to be successful. Let's get into your team. And before you get going, we had Kyle Sutherland over here from scorebook live. We were talking about top players and man, there's a lot of Mounties on there. And one thing uh, with your program, since you've taken over, you can see it just climbing the ladder. I mean, climbing the ladder, climbing the ladder. Where are you at right now, program-wise? I mean, you you know, two years ago, played Bentonville really tough. They've had a handle over the 7A West. But let's get specifically into your team. Talk to me about your team that you've got coming back offensively and defensively. Seems like you got a lot of weapons. Well, I'm kind of to answer the the big question. Uh, I think every school, and you've been to a few of them too, Jeff, is is administratively it's structured differently at every place you go, and you have to figure out how to navigate the waters at those places. And one of the things that we struggled with, uh, and it was blatant right off the bat when we when we started this deal three years ago, is our kids were not developed and were able to compete at the level of, a, of the of the top echelon teams in our conference. So the first thing we knew we had to do is find a way to keep kids in the weight room, get bigger, get stronger, get back, you know, do all the things everybody talks about. But we had to do a great job of that. And probably this year is the first class that we have coming through that's been in three full off seasons where we've had most of our kids in there. And it, and it finally feels like we can line up on a Friday night and not get mashed up front and, and handle ourselves 
and, you know, and, and give ourselves an opportunity to be competitive because we are stronger and we are a little bit bigger and, and speed wise, we we're adequate. So that, that's the first thing. Uh, and then getting into the, the, you know, the schematics of things, we do have a lot of guys back and another thing we took over, we had to find guys that get on the field. You know, we didn't, we, we've got a bunch of kids coming back. that are going to be three year starters this year, which, They've played a lot of football, and they're starting to get the accolades and things like that. So I think the the thing we're working on right now is just not listening to to, to all that noise and understanding uh, you got to win every day. And you know, I, I told them the other day that JJ Watt says, you know, success is least. You know, you got the rents due every day, and they they got to learn to get that mindset back and and not feel like they've arrived or that because we're we've won a few games in the last two years that we're automatically going to win again. You've got to go do it. So I think that's the thing we're working on most is just the mindset and the attitude of our kids. Well, go into a little bit, some guys offensively you got, I mean, it seems like, man, this list of receivers just, I don't know. Yeah. You all had the most receivers in the state. I mean, got a lot. Yeah, of them. We, we, we did it. We have a good group coming back. I mean, uh, Mabry Verser, starting with Mabry, um, playing outside receiver. He's he's beefed up. He's 210 pounds, nice 6'4", 210. Uh, you know, he's got some mid, mid-level mid Division One offers and stuff. So, I mean, it's nice to have him. He's also big enough that we can get him in the box. He can block. He He's a physical guy. He doesn't mind doing that. He's an unselfish player, does a great job. Uh, moving into our tight end, this returning that's played a lot of football. That's Jansen Garner. He's another six four kid that that very very intelligent, plays a lot uh, with his mind, does a great job, understands our offense probably better than anybody out there. Uh, Grayson Cash, you know, has an injury, but he'll be back, and and he had a great outstanding year last year. Another six six two guy that that we can throw it to. Um, and then Jacob Jenkins, our running back, had 1,500 yards last year, and he's he's a 200-pound downhill kind of guy. And then our quarterback's back, Dane. And I think, you know, the experience of a quarterback, you, you guys all know this, that, that you know, that second year to be – we haven't had a two-year starter since we've been there either. So this year is the first time we've had a returning starter at that position. So it's kind of nice to have a guy back that's that's been in the fire and kind of – understands what it's like. Hopefully the game will slow down a lot for him this year and uh, you'll see a little bit more success out of that position. But our skill guys we return are pretty good, uh, you know, and they've played a lot of football. It's pretty good about their offense and it's kind of the, you know, if we can be good in situational defense or we could talk to us a little bit about defense because you understand it. I mean, you know, usually at the end, Whoever plays the best defense usually around a little bit. And so talk to me a little bit about your defense. What the defense, our defense is probably the strength of our team, to be honest with you. We we I think we gave up seventeen a game last year, which in modern day wow. football is pretty phenomenal. So uh and I and I don't know. Jeff, to be honest with you, I'm not going to sit there and say, but I think we, I think points per game we led the league last year. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about that. But, but we were good enough that uh, if we could play a little bit cleaner offensively last year, uh, defensively, we're good enough to, to keep ourselves in games, which is, 
if you go back and look back two to three years ago, that's where we really struggled. Uh, we've always found a way to score a few points, but, you know, stopping people uh, is the key. And, and, and on defense, I mean, here's the hard part for us is you're going to hear a lot of the same names. And we start, we're going to play those guys because they're really good. And, you know, I kind of, it's almost feels like we're playing a little bit of three, a football here because you put, we're going to play some guys on both sides and we're going to play them a lot on both sides, which we do have guys that can step in and, 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 and give them a break. But um, I, I think we'll start up front defensive line wise. Those guys are, are all back. Uh, Bennett Tyner, uh, defensive end, uh, Nesto Gonzalez at the other defensive end, uh, DJ Dara played a lot for us at nose last year. Those guys are all back. Inside linebacker Tyler Pinkerton played next to a, an all-conference guy last year and has really gotten a lot better um, this this offseason. Um, he'll play uh, – a junior Corbin Norris will start inside with him. And then we'll rotate a lot of dudes in our outside linebacker spots. we got we got Isaac Chapman come back, who's an all-state guy last year at outside linebacker. On the other side, we have Braxton Lindsey, who is all-conference as a, as a freshman. He'll be a, a sophomore this year coming back. And then, you know, Jacob Jenkins, who plays running back, will play some of that. He'll be in that mix a little bit. Uh, we got Andrew Trenary coming back at, at corner, and he also plays safety for us and bounces back and forth. It's, he's he's played a lot of football in the back end of our defense the last three years. Um, uh, we got, um, gosh, uh, Marcus Mounts, who played a lot last year as a junior or as a sophomore coming back at safety, uh, coming back. Uh, you'll see Mabry Verser at the, the big rod receiver at safety. Uh, Dane Williams, our quarterback. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, uh, Dane started last three games of the season last year, the last game of the season and the two playoff games both ways. Played all night at, at safety and quarterback. Uh, his dad's our defensive coordinator, Dale Williams, who does an unbelievable job, and he understands our defense as well as he understands anything. So we, we play him when we have to. So – uh, we got a lot of guys coming back over there. Sure do, and, and boy, when you, you're good on defense, it makes things a lot, lot easier. Uh, let's get into the league a little bit. And we've talked to Jody and Casey and Coach Dameron, and I've talked to Hobbs and different guys. Boy, the seven A West, you know, Bent, Bentonville's had a strong hold on it for my gosh. We're, we're start looking at it, you know they've won the conference championship or tied for it. So every year since 2007, you know, of course they're in the mix there, you know, coach Pratt over at Bentonville West, you know, they're always does a fantastic job. You guys are, you're creeping up. Rogers had, I mean, heritage had a little success, you know, Springdale's bringing in Bryce Bray. Who's an outstanding young coach going to run the triple, which is something different than everybody. Done. Harvard's got a new coach, you know, Fayetteville's Fayetteville got a great quarterback as usual. And then down in, in the River Valley, South Side, everybody, they got, you know, a Division One offensive line. And talking to Tad Sturt, he, he acts like it's the best he's ever had. And when he makes that statement, he makes all his former players mad. And they, they get upset about it. But they've got two good backs also. And so, so I mean, the league looks as, as good as it's been in a while. It does. And, and you're exactly right. All the things you just said, I think everybody's going to be better. Everybody. Um and so, you know, obviously Bentonville's Bentonville. It just feels like uh, 
is if you want to, you know, consistency there, they've always like, you know, for 15 years in a row now, they've been right there at the top every year. Of course, Fayetteville's, you know, probably has as much talent as anybody. Uh, of course, Drake's, you know, I think he's the only Division One signed or committed quarterback in the league. I know we have some really good back quarterbacks in our league, but, you know, he's a Division One, you know, Power Five guy. So that's that's always nice. Uh, of course, you know, we saw some of these guys this summer just at seven on sevens, things like that. You could tell that that Harbor system, those kids are playing with a lot of confidence. They're playing a lot better. We we saw Springdale uh, at a team camp. And, you know, he mentioned Bryce, you know, his dad's our old line coach. You know, we, we know exactly how good a job he'll do and how good he is, what he does. And, and, and they're going to be much better. Uh, so, and Coach Pratt, you know, they always, they're always going to be in the mix because they just do an outstanding job of, with, with their players and getting their players to play hard and do and understand their stuff. So I, I don't know. You know, I just – like you said, Coach, we just have to play – we're going to line up and play every Friday night. And and it goes back to the old fear of the, fear of the mistakes you make, the better chance you give yourself, you know, and that's – that's we're just going to play clean football. Yeah, it's going to be an extremely tough league. Let's go last thing here. Let's look at the landscape of the state. And, and you know, things have changed, obviously. You know, you were in the league when I was in the league also. You know, in the West, you know, 20 years dominated. And you really look at the last eight to ten, the Central's dominated. And, yeah. and you know, there's a lot of reasons why I split schools, blah, blah, blah. And, and there's great coaching everywhere in 7A and all over the state. But in 7A, there is great coaching. What do you – the West have to do to kind of get back going with the Central. And the Central's really top-heavy if you kind of look at it. But, you know, at the end of the day, Bryant's Bryant. Until somebody beats Bryant, they're, they're still at the top. You know, Buck going to Conway. And there's a lot of changes in the Central. You know, Buck going to Conway, Quad going back to Bryant, Coach George at Jonesboro. And those those things factor in. I don't care who you are and what, you, what you're doing. Those things do factor in. Talk to us where you feel – you guys, you know, we, we got you right in the mix it for, you know, in the in the state playoffs to make a run. Where are you guys at and where do you see overall 7-8? Well, you you said the central just it, you need you could see the turn coming. I really you really could. And I think you, you go back to the split. You said something about the, the the school splits and you think back in the long I mean years ago, Jeff when when Northside Southside split it, it took about you know, after talking to a lot of people, it took, it took 15, 20 years to kind of absorb the damage and, and, and overcome that and kind of get people back to get the parity back. And so I think you're just now seeing the Northwest Arkansas schools kind of get, and we're growing. I mean, everybody's still growing. We're, we're adding families up here every week. And, you know, we got more and more kids coming through. Uh, the good thing about it, I think, in our area, youth football's, is, is probably as good or as strong as it's been in a long time, which is great to see. Uh, but, and I think back you know, when Chris was at Harbor, he would always wanted to get the coaches together and, and we would try to find ways and do things to help our league become stronger. And I think we've done a lot of stuff with our younger kids, JV level wise, uh, with, with camps in the summer and providing opportunities for those guys to get better. We got to do all those things, but you know, that there's still it still feels like there's a dominance going on down there with the with obviously Bryant nobody's beating them and since 
2018 in the state. So there's that dominance, you know, with Buck going to Conway, you know, that they're going to continue to be, they've always been good, but with his track record, they're going to get, they're obviously going to be better. Uh, and then I think the sleeper down there is Cabot, you know, with, with coach Reed over there. Uh, I think that's who we got to really is. I think they're sitting there going all this other stuff going on. They're the one constant down there right now that I believe if, they could be the sleeper in this whole deal in the whole state this well, year. And I've kind of been joking around about that is, you know, and, and I'm like you, you know, in your places like this, this year, you know, I don't like a lot of noise in the off season, you know, coaches, assistant move going here and just, you know, dealing with this and, and, and don't sleep on Scotty Reed. That's, that's when he's at his best. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. And, and I, and I, I, we played them, we played them in the playoffs three years ago and just got hammered. I mean, just got pummeled. I'm talking about physically dominated. And and that's what you're going to get when you play them. So I'm just hoping we can play good enough football if we get to that point in the season we're playing them at home, you know, because <laughs> you don't want to play down there. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of football to be played before that happens. I just – I think our league is better. Um, I think – I thought – I honestly and truly thought last year – I went down and just wanted to go watch the state championship game because I thought Bentonville, with the way they can run the football, because we played Bryant in the second round, and we had a little success doing a few things. Obviously, they beat us and beat us bad, but we felt we didn't feel awful walking off the field because we thought if we didn't make so many mistakes against a really good team, we had a chance to kind of hang with them. I mean, we felt like Bentonville had, had a chance to win that game, and – you know, then some bad stuff happens early and it kind of gets away from. But, you know, I thought last year was the year maybe we'd get it back. And, uh, you know, we just – I think we just got to keep working and keep doing the things we're doing and keep developing our our kids and our programs and keep developing our younger guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get, get back on top. And, you know, there's been too many years here lately that we haven't had a team in the, in the championship game. You know, and last year we got back, and then you, of course, year before Fayetteville was was close, but you know, before that it was Bryant, North Little Rock, or you know, it's been it's been those guys down there battling it out. So it was going to keep keep plugging away and keep doing what we're doing. Well, I think it's going to be a very interesting playoff when it comes to that time and a very interesting season because you've done it long enough to know you get to deal with injuries or this or that. You just don't, you know, people don't realize coaching a football team. Every week is a brand new adventure. Every day is a new adventure, and obviously the year's a long ways through. Well, coach, we appreciate you having having you, you coming on here. We're going to have you on in during the, during the uh, season with our top ten games a week. Obviously, I've kind of scammed through a few few games and and uh, kind of got you guys circled a few times. So we'll have you on here. Good luck to you, and appreciate what you do. All right, thank you, guys. Man, I. I think they're 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 creeping. Well, here's the thing about Rogers is all their stud skill player they were they were juniors. Yeah. Jacob Jenkins, I mean, where did where did he come from? I mean, yeah. this guy's rushing for 250 plus yards in a game, uh, you know. And then of course you got multiple. I think that's actually Rogers. I, I might have I said on we were talking about receivers. I know I put three Greenwood guys. I might have put in three Rogers. I know at least two, but you know you got Grayson Cash that has actually uh, been been hurt. Maybe Verser got a lot of uh, really good size on him. So, I mean, it's just one of those deals to where 
uh, they, they get, like I said, just about everybody back and certainly going to be one. Of, they were a really good offense last year, you know, but I think that they definitely take that step up. It's kind of like, you know, right now I'd certainly put Bentonville and, and Fayetteville as we always do. But who's that third team going to be? Is it going to be Bentonville West? Is it going to be Rogers? Is it going to be maybe a Fort Smith Southside and they make a big jump? I would imagine that's probably going to be the next team that you're talking about. But that's kind of where it's it's always comes down to because I think other than Fayetteville winning the conference in 21, what's it Bentonville won like 16 straight years yeah. or something like that. So those two, and then who's going to be that third spot? I think is those third and four spots is really what it boils down to. And I think that's you know probably going to be. Rogers, Fort Smith, Southside, Bentonville, West in that mix. Well, let's, we've talked about Southside. Best offensive line in the state. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no question. Two great running backs. Got a quarterback's a dual threat guy. Uh, they feel like they're a little bit better on defense. That's Really, that's where they've struggled. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is, is depth in defense the last several years. And Coach Dameron feels like that you know they've got a shot to, to have a chance. Let's bring Coach Dameron on right now. Coach, how's it going? How's your summer? Oh, it's going great. It is hot. I think uh, driving home today, I, I I saw it was 106 at about 3 o'clock. Oh, oh, just melt. Well, Coach, let's get into it. You, your team, a lot of people are talking about this season. You know, your offensive line, your running backs, your quarterbacks back, and uh, really people, you know, expectations are pretty high for you guys talk to me a little bit about your team uh just in general got 22 seniors and you know how that is uh it's nice when you've got some experience and most of those seniors have played a lot of football for us over the last couple years and you know they took their lumps early when they were young and you know we we um got continually better i thought over the last couple years and and so we're just hoping that we can reap those benefits of that experience uh, from those players. And, you know, we've got some explosive guys in the backfield. We've got big linemen. We've got an, a, quarter, a quarterback that can run and throw. And so we're, we're ex, uh, expecting offensively to be uh, explosive, to be perfectly honest with you. And, and we'll be a lot more diverse, hopefully, offensively than what we've been over the last couple of years also. We've been kind of one-dimensional. Uh, over the last couple of years just because of personnel and things like that. And then defensively, you know, I think, that you know, we're older, we're a little more physical, we're better fundamentally. Uh, so, you know, all those things hopefully will all come uh, to fruition at the same time and we'll be a good football team. Well, I think so. Talk to us about this. We just talked to Jody Grant a little, a few, a little while ago and, and uh, earlier and, it, boy, it didn't hit me where I was going through. Bentonville has won that conference or tied for that conference since 2007. That's it's unbelievable to me. I, I think, you know, they're, they're yeah, I mean, that, you know, uh, what a run, you know, in a in a league, and and you know, and, and I, you know, Bentonville has a lot of advantages, but still, to be able to do that and and to play at that caliber of uh, competition. Uh, for that many years in a row is really something says something about the coaching also. Yeah, they do a great job. You know, Rogers is another team's kind of climbing up the up the ladder. Chad's done a great job over there. You know, you know, I feel like you guys are in Fayetteville with Casey, and of course Springdale's bringing in a new offense, offensive coordinator. Harvard's got a new coach. A lot of dynamics. Where the Mavericks fit in, in the seven A West? I mean, I I feel like you can you're in the mix there. Well, that's a great question. And, you know, the thing that, 
that we the only thing we can control is us. And so we're going to try to be the best version of us that we can be. And so I think uh, we'll be able to, you know, compete with anybody in the league. And, and really, in spurts, we have done that over the last couple of years, even when we were young. Uh, we just couldn't, you know, sustain things very long. But I think that um, if we can if we can get on a roll and and protect the football, I, you know, that's the big thing is we've got to we've got to win turnover battles. We got to win football games the way all of us understand how you win football games. You got to win the turnover battle. We got to be able to run the football when we want to run it and throw it when we want to throw it. And defensively, you know, we've got to be great in situations. Uh, you know, that we don't have to completely shut down people, but but we've got to be good in the red zone, good on money downs, and and uh, you know do the things defensively, especially in the takeaway area. We got to be able to take the ball away, and so uh, you know if we will do those things and continue to get better uh, athletically, we we feel like that we can compete with anybody in our league, and and you know we'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, you know be able to see that right away. Obviously, you know when we we open up against Northside. Uh, because, you know, they're going to be a heck of a team. Uh, they always are, and they're always well coached, and you know that better than anybody. Oh, I do. Uh, that game's so crazy. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen in that game. I mean, you just you, you don't know. I mean, over the years, we've got teams that are favorite. They come in and get beat. I mean, it, it's it's a crazy game. And, but it's a great test for y'all early, obviously. It is, and, oh. and it's something, you know, that rivalry game oh. uh, being the first game of the season – uh, it's a blessing and a curse because, you know, you you always have their focus because they know that they're going to have to open up with their arch rival. But it's also somewhat of a curse in the fact that we have to open up with our arch rival. Well, and of course, when I was there, we always played them last. And, and it seems like if we beat them, boy, you gave you a lot of confidence because in that, in that setting, in that game, there's no bigger playoff atmosphere than unless you're going to the state championship and so right. it sets you up let's talk about overall state wise and we've had a couple seven a west coaches on here are the coaches up here kind of looking at each other looking down at the central conference with you know buck moving over to the conway and then quad coming over from you know was that bryant went to jonesboro coming back over coach george is at jonesboro just all the dynamics over there that's going on in that conference where where's the seven A West fit in there? That you know the Central's kind of dominated the last ten years, uh, and then you look on the back half, the West dominated the the twenty years before then. Where do y'all fit in that rank as far as playoffs? You played North Little Rock last year, boy. I thought you you had them on the ropes, and, and so you know our season, yeah, our season for three for the last three years has ended at North Little Rock. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we, we might get to go do something else. I don't know, just because. But, um, well, I, you know, I think you, just because of, of Bryant and the, and the talent level that they, that they have and everything, I mean, you still have to say, I mean, even though Buck's not there, I mean, you still got to say, man, that, that's got to be the team to beat. And, and so, uh, you know, and I know that um, – you know, Conway's going to be athletic. Uh, North Little Rock's going to be athletic, and and the, of course, I'm I'm kind of partial to my boy Scott Reed down there. You know, and and I think he does as good a coaching job as anybody in the state of Arkansas, or maybe anybody in the country. Because um, you know, I've known Scott. We were we we went to college together, and so I've known him forever. And we actually worked together at at Stephen F. Austin, and 
and he does as good a job uh, with a high school football team as anybody I've ever seen. So, uh, you know, it just um, that whole league down there, uh, but especially the top of that league, you know, I think is really uh, hard, uh, you know, for us to look at and say, boy, we can go down there and beat them because athletically and coaching wise, you know, they're, they're excellent. And, you know, I, I know even, you know, Bentonville and, and Fayetteville and the P, you know, the last, you know, couple of teams from here that have gone down and, and uh, gone a long way in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff, they eventually um, have succumbed to, um, you know, Bryant. Well, you, you made, made that point, you know, Buck might have left, but the players didn't go with him. And that, uh, yeah, I, I've always found that I'm a lot better coach with really good players. Um, you know, I, and it's been that way for the last 35, 40 years. So uh, I don't think that's going to change. Well, there's no no doubt about that. And, you know, you know, I think that conference top heavy, you talked about Cabot a little bit, and they've been sitting over there, been quiet all summer. And those quiet teams all oh, yeah. care about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard it all, you know, well. Don't have a quarterback. Don't have running back. Don't have can't run. Nobody don't have any speed. Don't have this. Don't have that. And all they do is line up, just beat everybody they play. There's no doubt. Well, coach, we appreciate you having. We're gonna have you on during the year. You're obviously week zero is probably one of our maybe our top game of the week with Southside and Northside. No bigger rival in the state of Arkansas than that. And we'll have you on during that time. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, good luck to you this season. Well, I appreciate it, and I look forward to it. And uh, hopefully, next time we got the mouse, the mouse on there. The mouse, he's he's always rolling. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you. Well, obviously, you see, that's a team you need to watch. Yeah. And uh, if they can stay healthy, I think they've got a shot. And I think one thing about Coach Dameron, people forget about his history. Mm -hmm. You know, he was, played for the Razorbacks under Lou Holtz, coached under Lou Holtz. Him and Sam Pittman were on the same staff under yep. Rick Minner at Cincinnati in 1996, I think it was. So he, he's got a long collegiate football history there. And so then in defense has been his side. Well, shoot, Eastern Illinois, I think that was Chad Morris's opening yep. game, if I'm not mistaken with him there. So – He's got a long history, and it's not by mistake that he is rebuilding these, these Mavericks. And he's a defensive guy. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can, you know, get that, that fixed. All right, Mouth, let's talk about a couple. I'm going to give you about three people to talk about here. Let's, let's hit with your boy, uh, Scott Reed over at Cabot. What do you think? as far And, and talk about 7A Central. Uh, 7A Central would just be a bloodbath, wasn't it? For, for seven, is it seven weeks? Is it? Is the conference season seven weeks? Yep. Yeah. So it'll it'll only the uh, only the strong will survive in the seven A Central. Um, obviously, you got to go. Uh, Bryant's still the top dog till somebody knocks uh, knocks that uh, Duracell battery off their shoulder. Um, Quad Sanders is stepping in to the creme de la creme job in the state of Arkansas. Best of luck to him. Um, then in your, then you got Cabot, Scott Reed, know him. Uh, he's like family, five state championships. When I talk to him on the phone someday, that's, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't want to. If I've heard, if I've heard you know, Scott Reed say that, I've heard him say it a million times. And I'm like, here's a quarter, call someone who cares. Okay. Oh, I mean, you know, yeah. somebody's kicked this dog every I've, day. I mean, I've, heard, I've heard, I've heard this, I've heard this for 
<laughs> oh, for, ten, for 12 years or ever how long we've known each other. It's every year, whether he's good or not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Then, um, who were, who was the other two? I want you to get back in the West and get on Southside a little bit, which you, you've talked about. And yes. You, and, and where do you think they – If you you and Coach Dameron spent a lot of time. Yes. Talk to summer. me about where you think he feels, and we had him on, in your personal opinion. You've watched them. Where do you think they'll be? I think they're, I think they're up there in the top three. I think they're fighting out in the top three spots Ooh. in the West. I like I it. Do, I do. I, uh, I think there's one thing uh, Southside's going to bring to you this year. They're going to be physical. Yes, sir. They're going, they're going to wind up and they're going to bloody your nose. And uh, if that, if they can, they'd be perfectly contented running it forty times a game. And watching the clock run <laughs> because they've got the type, they've got the type of people that can do it. They got the they got the two run they got the running back they got the running back slash wing back slot man they got a they got a dual threat quarterback. Um, the key to the, the key to them is uh, just steady improvement on defense. Uh, I think steady improvement in. Stay, which everybody says it, just depth wise, depth. got to stay healthy, depth. staying yeah. healthy. That's it, and that that's the key. Let's get right down to it. That's the key to every oh, game yeah. in football is staying staying healthy. Um, you know, because if I'm not mistaken, I believe Coach Dameron's first year at uh, Southside, what he took over for you, Jeff, mm-hmm. and I believe that was COVID year. Is that yep? Is that right? Yep. So I give him a, I give everybody a pass on that COVID year because it was hodgepodge and mm-hmm. you know we may play we may not we don't know we probably won't know till till Friday morning at ten o'clock we're gonna go but uh, so really his pro the South Sides made strides in his uh, this is the third year and that's usually when most teams make their big jumps uh, you know and they've been. Steadily improving from, I believe they won one, one game the first year to two the two the next to four last year I believe. And I think you'll jump. I'm gonna throw this at you. And we'll end this segment. My surprise team. It, it, we, I've talked to you off there. Southwest. No question uh, is. You know, this with Coach Patton, and he, and this is the key. If you know him like I know him, here's where I knew that there's something to this. He was talking about that, you know, they're getting this guy, blah, 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 and, and, you know, we're really building it. But I asked him, I said, what are you going to run on offense this year? And he goes yeah. to spread. Yeah. And when he said that, getting away from triple and where he's trying to shorten games and he's getting back to what he knows. And that's what he does. And that's well. what he does. And you start looking over there at the seven day central, you know, all the changes, you know, what's Jones are going to be like, I think coach George is a good coach going to do a good job. Uh, you start looking through, you know, North side might be down a little bit this year. You start looking, look for the Southwest yeah. Bend playoffs. Yeah. Sure. And I think that's kind of become the, now that we've seen them and so, cause you know, and look, I'll, I'll say I saw them play their first ever 
seven-on-seven seven tournament at Benton, and they were rusty, but they got a kid. Look out for uh, Jabron. I think it's Jabron Lewis. Mm -hmm. I think he was on the, I should know his – man, I've, I've done so good with names, you know, the last few <laughs> for a while. And, uh, yeah, Jabron, Jabron he uh, was one of their running backs last year. But nobody – I mean, they were literally having to tackle him in seven-on-seven seven just because, I mean, nobody could stop him. So that's going to be one to watch out for. I mean, they've really – Got, of course, you got the uh, Murdoch kid that came over, first-team All-State player, linebacker from uh, Mills, got him. And, of course, got Chase Forte, quarterback. You actually have a quarterback competition, which is really great, you know, especially going from a dead tee to a spread. You'd want to have some quality guys there. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know that I'd be so confident if, if Daryl wasn't such a proven head coach. Yeah. You know, if this was just somebody that we didn't know a ton about, then it'd be kind of like, well, you know, it's just we got to wait and see. But – he knows what he's doing. And well, I, I asked him. I said, "Is this a Bryant '99?" And he just kind of winked at me and walked off. So yeah. I mean, and I don't know if it'll be the, you know yeah, that, right, that big right. a jump, but yeah. he's I, as confident I, as he's been. I, I, do, yeah. and I, I think they're going to get in. They never know. I think they're a playoff team. No, I do because they they went over his first year. The second year they won one game on the field, got that forfeit against Parkview, so technically two, but one one and nine. And then last year, kind of like what you were saying with, with Southside, they, uh, Southwest got two wins last year. So it's just, I mean, it's it's only a you know from yeah. here. So and then, who knows you get in the playoffs? Yeah. Well, Kyle, tell everybody how to follow you and, and, and see your work. I, we really appreciate you coming. Yeah, you, man, it's been you you giving us loads of information. <laughs> no, it's been. I, I have to say, man, you guys have done a great job. I mean, I listened from the first one. I mainly, you know, I listen because you know I've I've followed you guys obviously for a, a long. You know, Bray during his football career and uh, got a chance to meet him uh, in 2014 that we talked about at a at a uh, Ekman Found foundation event and uh, so met him back then but you know of course followed mike bender all these years uh, from when i was a kid when he was o-line coach so yeah what you guys are doing man i mean i learned a lot bray talks about how he takes notes for what he's going to do for be a better coach man i just want to take notes because it's so interesting you know when i do my gridiron icons episodes and um the coaches Which, podcast that i, I hate to interrupt yeah if you've not seen the gridiron icons he does I just love those. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I, I love those. Well, and it's it's so nice, man. Especially you know that like, gridiron icons. So technically, gridiron icons, Arkansas's greatest football coaches, is the full name for it. But I got the idea in 2021, and you know Don Campbell was really sick at the time, and uh, I was like, well, he's going to be my first guest. And that, you know, since then, I've I've had the opportunity to do uh, the top ten, I, most of the top fifteen winningest coaches, of course with the exception of uh, Frank McClellan, who's no longer with us, had a lot of, you know, Coach Elmore and Dowks and all that, uh, Coach Jim Sane, all those guys helped me with that episode. But it's just been a lot of fun, man. And obviously, the family's really appreciate it. But, you know, I look back and, you know, some of the greatest influences, just like any guy that played sports will tell you, and girl, coaches were ones that had the main impact on my life, you know. So I that was kind of my way of giving back, and it's just been great. You know, SB Live picked it up. And it's kind of one of those things I used to do every month, but it's kind of been sparingly now just because we're you know, so incredibly busy. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I appreciate the kind words on that. But, you know, it's just listening to them and listening to the coaches on here, I definitely take notes just because, I mean, there's a lot of life lessons too. It's yes. not just stuff that you have on the field. So, uh yeah, it's definitely be an honor to be a part of this. It's been a lot of fun. Well, tell everybody how they can keep up with you. Uh, so, uh, at K underscore Sutherland, S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D-A-R is my, po my, my podcast, my Twitter handle. And then you can find SB Live at SB Live Arc on all the social media platforms. And then, of course, our website, scorebooklive.com backslash Arkansas.
Kyle, really appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. It's good stuff, and, yeah. and we'll have you on during the year, yeah, obviously, and uh, really looking forward to it. Look forward to our next episode. We're going to be rolling along here. Football season's right around the corner. I'm excited. Everybody's excited. We'll see you next time.